G'day partners, welcome to the deep dive, looking at the Caulfield meeting on the 30th of May. Uh, yeah, you might be wondering, why is Pistol always in the same mailbag hoodie? Has he got four of them? And why does Dicko never seem to wear any of it? Well, the answer to that, partners, is that finally, little little story, I actually started it, but then when the merch finally arrived, there was nothing left for me. I think Pete's got four or five of these hoodies. Or he just doesn't wash very regularly, which apparently he's going to have to start sharing at least once a day now because he's just been to the shop. He's delayed the recording of the deep dive. Powerbyponyforms.com.au's sectional data. You can't bet without it and made possible by betfair.com.au. We're going to look at the Betfair live screens, but we're a little bit late this morning, punters, because Pete's been off buying some active wear. Last week, big revelations that he's been starting to do a bit of lap work hand in hand around the tan or as he calls it the botanical gardens but this is sort of this is rig based motivation is it no no it's not i don't really have to work on my rig like some of the older members of the uh the mailbag family um but that's okay i thought i'd join in the fun try and get myself a little bit more motivated entering the winter months there's not as much to do racing wise although we do have a busy week ahead and i just thought just thought might try and upgrade the body to a new level of spiritual awakening and uh, be able to just handle the fun that's going to be occurring across the next six well, months. Saturday. Yeah, and Saturday's going to be a big day. I've regressed. I've gone from running six-minute case to now I just walk. So I don't know where I'm going to be at in a couple of years rig-wise, but a sleepy shit rig's favourite. Anyway, um, Peter... Caulfield. Yes. I thought that the, the day there was wind was a factor, but nonetheless, uh, rails and run, not suited on pace, not suited rear, not suited. You sort of wanted to be in that sweet spot off the fence midfield. Um, your thoughts. Completely agree. Nothing won in lanes one to four in the straight as well. Um, so there was a real sweet spot lanes five to seven. They were ideal. Lanes 8 to 11 weren't too bad, but if you were in the inside lanes in the straight, you certainly had a few excuses there. Yeah, the only horse to lead and win all day was Tavisan. That was a sprint trip. That's a horse that will only ever win. Every time it wins, it'll be from a leading position because it's a, mm. it's a beast that loves to roll along. Um, the next closest in run, believe it or not, punters, and what price would you have gotten here? I'd say like millions pre jump on race one the next closest in run all day Mahat Medeus who settled fourth in run one off the fence though um unbelievable really all two hoying was sort of close in run in stages got pushed out the back of the surf and then came back to win that was a pretty impressive win I think in race maybe seven yep top head I'll, I'll just change my screen because I'm looking at Pete's locks and the mailbag hoodie which I don't have and want and I'll just get it onto the meeting so I can give the punters what they want, need. Uh, yeah, Auto Hoying in race seven. He kind of got shuffled out the back of the surf. It was an odd, odd little race. Um, yeah, so we're agreed with the track pattern. When you're reviewing your meeting on your puntingform.com.au database, which you all can have, I think it might even only cost $10 a week to be able to put in your own notes. Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Sugar Shane Baker. Race two, Peter, Broadway in fourth. Did we see a group one performance? Can this horse win a group one? 
And before we get started, what a freakish training performance by our man, Mitch Friedman. 1,400 trial, back to 1,100. It records a career peak. This horse has gone to a new level. He's He's got good ability, Mitch Friedman. Send yep. him a horse. Yep. Um, well, it's a big call to say group one performance, but the last 200 split off an even speed, even tempo. Obviously, was suited the way the day panned out, but still managed to put the figures on the board. And as you said, a career peak. Absolutely. It was a very impressive performance. I don't know if it's quite group one, but that, that last 200 metre split will make it very, very competitive uh, this spring. I think if he can get the horse to, to be a little bit more professional mm. and jump and, and roll a little bit sooner, the way it's got through its last 600 metres of work here is that of a group horse at least a group two horse. The figures, the overall figure isn't enormous, mm. but the, the close and how often when you look through the puntingform.com.au data on this horse, you can just see big figures, big splits. It's a horse with proper turn of foot. Uh, and it did race in the, the Coolmore Stakes when Exceedance, who's not won since and got shipped off to stud. But um, yeah, very, I thought it was a really interesting run on the day. Like the, the sort of the, uh, one of the horses with the most upside long term from the meeting. Yep. Yeah, uh, especially when it gets to some of those fillies and mares races later in the year. Um, well, that's its big. That's its big edge, isn't it? It's a filly. Yep. It's only a three-year-old. Um, yeah, world's its oyster. Yep. A Group One filly doesn't have to be sort of you know a fourteen, fifteen punting form figure. Yeah. What should we talk about next, Peter? Race seven. I thought it was a great race. Yeah, it was. As you said, it was really interesting just to, to see that race unfold. Um, in terms of the betting, that was probably one of the more, I guess, interesting aspects. Uh, Sikorsky, obviously, in the race, took up a huge chunk of it. Um, and there was really just massive amounts of cash traded forwards and backwards in the last 20, 30 minutes or so. Um, the winner itself, all to Hoi Ying, drifted out. There was no real attention on it whatsoever. But as you said, it probably got into that perfect position, didn't it? Um, given the way the day was unfolding. Oh, I don't know. I think it was a, a sleepy ride through that sort of 1,000 to 600 metre mark, which almost cost it the race. Um, oh, the first section was a great ride, but the middle bit I didn't like. I think it could have won by further. Um, it really punched out strongly through the line. Sikorsky's a really interesting runner. Though it led, basically... Mm. That's that's the slowest it's gone in its last three starts to the six hundred meters. If he if he if he goes for one the one one, the horse violently rips its head off and is a proper heavy snick job. Yep. I think he couldn't have gone and he's I think he's probably gone too slow would be my critique, which is probably, you know, of the ten people giving you an opinion on some platform or another on this race, I'd be the one saying he went too quick. Yeah, I, I would I would tend to agree. I mean, we've seen the horse obviously produce bigger figures off a, I guess, a faster tempo up front, but it probably just has a very consistent turn of foot, you would say, late. Um, so it's capable of running those bigger figures, but it would appreciate more tempo up front to show its best. It doesn't necessarily have that ability to reel off a negative split, so to speak, on the punting form data. Uh, that, was, data. that was required there on Saturday. But if they went, say, another three or four lengths, Faster in front, um, no doubt it, it wins. Yeah, I think he's gone too slow. 
Uh, I'm happy to sort of risk all to hoying moving forward. Um, I think your mate, Lindsay Smith, what, what is this horse? No saying it. Because it's performance here. It, it's easily the number one black booker from the meeting in my view. Former West is what's best the, horse. Yeah, what's your profile on it? Um, typically, back marker, it's always had some ability to, to show a really nice turn of foot. But now it's fine. It will find races with more genuine tempo. And I would have to say on what I've seen in WA, it would be suited to those, especially once it gets up to probably what the 2,000 metre range. I think that's probably where it will be aimed. Um, yeah, has ability. A very consistent horse and it often parades. Like if we're on course, you'd probably really like it. Got a bit of beast about it. Uh, very nice athletic specimen of a horse. Okay. Um, Bartholomew Diaz. Mark yes. Oosters, Zara Road. Uh, is that, I'm actually going to give Mark Zara a wrap. I reckon he's half back and about to sort of hit a purple patch. Yeah. I thought this ride was a little bit sleepy. Um, it was drawn barrier three, so it's hard to be anywhere else. But I'm not sure they were too worried about it winning or losing here. They were just sort of seeing what, what they've got. Um, the horse was rails in run with a as senior as a rider as we have in Victoria in race seven on a, a nine race card where only one horse has won so far during the day on the fence. Uh, I think there's a fair bit of merit to the performance. First up, the market liked it enough to suggest this horse has got some ability. And I think Bartholomew Diaz is a horse you need to put into your black book punters. Pistol? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, anything that obviously settled rails and run, you have to give a little bit more of a, a positive to. And yeah, but you don't you don't just put them straight in the book. That's not what I'm. No. I'm not saying put them straight in the book, but there was some merit to this performance. I thought. Yeah, agree. And you'd have to think. Uh, obviously, it'll improve with whatever it does. What did you think of the? You did mention the last race earlier, uh, Mohammedias. Yeah, I, I gave Reese McLeod zero credit, and I was wrong. Um, but very sort of perfect stormish here for Mahatma Deus. Mm. The race is a, I've deep dived, reviewed this properly and it's just an absolute gray up this race. Uh, well, Mahatma Deus, as we were just talking about in a brilliant segue, I thought provided by yours truly, it settled more forward and there was some solid support for that galloper on a day where, as you said, you didn't necessarily want to get too far back in run. Now, are you able to articulate the betting for the punter at home? Well, maybe indeed. the steward at home. Indeed. Um, look, there was solid support hit a top of six dollars forty in the last half hour of betting, closed at five dollars fifty after hitting a low of four dollars eighty. Which for me, I'm not sure where you had Muhammad Ayas mapped, Jack Dickens. Last offence. Last offence. Which, which on a day which would, would make sense to you, wouldn't it, Peter? Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, if I if I go back through Muhammad Ayas's career history, which you can do on puntingform.com.au. It settled 4th of 13 there on Saturday. Now, previously, if I go back through, I'm trying to find a run here, Dicko, where the horse has settled any better than midfield. At Flemington in 2019 in the Cantala, it settled 8th of 16. That's probably about as far forward as I can spot outside of that. That's midfield. What, what, What date was that? That was last year's Cantala, Kennedy Cantala. Yeah, what date? 
the 2nd of 11th, 2nd of November. At Flemington? Yeah. It went one length quicker than the all average to the 600. It went 10.8 above the all average to the 600 on Saturday. A uh, Almost a career PB back in 2018 on the 12th of May. So a lot's going fast to 600 in, in the middle of the year. That's yeah. all we can take from this. It went 13 above the all average. Um, I've found one more actually in the Fian in at Mooney Valley in the group two over 1600. It settled six of 15, but outside of that, it's never settled any further forward than midfield ever in its career. Like even going right back to the early days when it was running around in Queensland, Pakenham, there's nothing there. Well, surely, surely, Peter, there'd be something in the stewards report about that, wouldn't there? Is that rhetorical? Anyway, look, the market obviously anticipated the fact the horse would be in that midfield position because, as you pointed out... But how, how do they... How, who would know that? I don't know. The market just knows. Wait, hang on. I'll, let me check this just before we, again, crit- criticise uh, the officials. Stewards report, Saturday, 30th of May, Caulfield. Change of tactics, race seven, Tavi run, midfield. Race nine, Masculino to lead. No, nothing about uh, Mahatma Deus, who's clearly ridden outside its normal pattern. So we'll go up to the uh, stewards' report for that race. Race nine, Masculino, change of tactics, blinkers on, attempt to lead, led and weakened in the straight. Gun down, Al Faris, Sharossa, high and dry. Girl Tuesday, cars off and inverlock. Not one mention of Mahatma Deus' change of tactics. The rule is a complete and utter joke. And it's making the people who are meant to enforce it look very, very stupid. Yes. Fuck. Peter, what else should we take from race nine moving forward as a punter? I thought our Farris uh, couldn't have been given less of a hope <laughs> and savaged it properly. Really like the performance of our Farris. Want to be with it wherever it wants to go next time. You? That horse has sucked me in a few times last spring. It's sucking me right in now, I'm telling you. I love it. It's clocked the, it's the, it was the best eight to six, the third best six to the four, second best four to the two, and the best last 200 in the race. Uh, it was given none, zero. The only horse that was given less was Super Titus by Luke Nolan. Um, they were both, like, they are both flying. Craig Williams will not get off our Farris. He'll ride it again the next two or three, and it'll be winning. Uh, super Titus, fuck me. And the biggest grey up of this whole race, so there's two left, was we were going to talk about how grey this race made us. Hangman, when it rolled forward after being snicked by MD, like, hey, mate, the horse has got some speed and you put blinkers on, I think. It's the last race of the day. Nothing's won from, like, worse than midfield, buddy. Yeah. What are you doing? Oh, it, 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 it took off on him. And they went so fast. So it wasn't like they were walking. They were going real quick. And the mix still went off and around them. And this horse still had the audacity to look like the winner. I would have retired from gambling for a month. I would have a month off if this had a one. Launched it at last start. Beat SP. Smashed SP. It stopped. Here, bigger price. It's an SP profile bet. I didn't have it. I let it go because of the wide draw. And Mick D. It almost won. Completely grabbed me up. Didn't back my heart my days because I thought it was too short. Great up. Pakadali 
and Sharossa come out they on the quick backup off an extreme tempo last week, where Pacadale I thought was pretty blessed in run. Sharossa's had every possible here and just stopped for Gordon Richards, who every now and again his horses don't stop. And Matty Raymond's horse, Pacadale, has just backed up enormous. Mm. It, it wasn't suited. It was a big performance. Looks Gray, really gray, 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 gray. And then Girl Tuesday, I thought, did more than enough if you like the horse. Karzoff was piss weak. Given a great ride by Lewis German. Great ride. Very gray race, this one for me. Uh, Al Farris, you're the one to follow. Super Titus can win. Hangman can win. Pacadale can win. Mahatma Deus doesn't run bad races. Probably doesn't stop there. Anything else? No, no. It's uh, it's really interesting comparing Hangman's start, though. This start over the 2000, where they've gone 10.1 lengths fast to the 600, and then last start, where they've gone 0.9 lengths fast to the 600. Um, and the horse, as you said, looked completely gone last start. And here it is, is battling away. Obviously appreciates that really strong tempo, even when it's not suited. Good horse. 